Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target, are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill. Welcome to our podcast. I'm Daphne. And I'm Gina. And this is This Week in Skating. We scour the internet so you don't have to in order to focus on the confirmed news and updates. This episode, we're bringing you the news and updates through Sunday, July 3rd. We are in the month of July. Wow. (laughs) Yes, and it's a holiday weekend. It is. Happy belated Canada Day to our friends in the north. Canada celebrated Canada Day on Friday, so that is pretty exciting. And then we in the U.S. have the 4th of July, or the Independence Day holiday, that is taking place on the day that this episode comes out. Yes, so hopefully everyone is enjoying their 4th of July. Yes. There's not a lot of news this week. I'm not surprised. Because it is a holiday week. I think everyone is busy, Mm -hmm. hopefully spending a lot of time with their families. So we really don't have a lot to report this week. This episode will probably be shorter than others. But one thing we can say is it is officially the new season because July 1st marks the new season. So we are officially in the 2022-2023 season. Yes, I'm very excited (laughs) I'm very excited for a little trip I'm taking on Wednesday, but we'll talk about that a little bit later in the episode. Yes. Well, before we kind of move on into the month of July, we should just wrap up June, which was Pride Month, and there were a couple things that wrapped up Pride Month. U.S. Figure Skating wrapped up its Instagram Live for Pride Month on June 30th, and Elliot Helverson was joined by the one and only Randy Gardner. Yeah, Randy had a movie that came out, and I have not had a chance to watch the replay of this Instagram Live, but I want to check it out. Yeah, me too. I don't know if I've gotten to see his movie, because I don't think it's aired here where I am, Um, but I know it's been in different um, cities, so if you've had a chance to see his documentary, uh, that's great. Check it out if you haven't. Yeah, if you have gotten a chance to see it, let us know. We'd love to know what you thought of it. And U.S. Figure Skating posted a story about Rebecca Yowler. She's a queer librarian, minister, and adult skater. And we will put a link to that in our show notes. So, as you can tell um, from posts on the internet, because I'm sure that you guys have been refreshing (laughs) pages and wondering what's going on, we've been reporting for the last couple weeks that the Grand Prix assignments would be out on June 30th. They didn't come out as expected, Um, journalist Phil Hirsch tweeted that the assignments have been delayed until a site is picked for the sixth 
Grand Prix event. That means that selections are likely coming out in mid-July. We're going to keep you posted. Mm -hmm. I have a feeling that we may not know when it's coming and it's just going to drop. So we're going to keep watch. And if you follow us on social media, we'll definitely share it. And we'll definitely be breaking it down for you once they do come out. I feel like it's going to be a surprise. I feel like it's just going to be one day... All of a sudden, we're going to have them come out. Like, we're not going to know in advance. And so it'll be like this surprise Christmas, because we call it Christmas when they come out. So um, just stay tuned. As soon as we, if we know if there's a day when they're going to come out, we will let you know. But yeah, keep an eye on social media. We'll be keeping an eye on social media too. But hopefully they will be coming out soon. I know everyone's eagerly waiting for these Grand Prix assignments. Yes. Us included. (laughs) Yes. So, moving on to event results, the Broadmoor Open wrapped up on July 1st. We'll have a link to results in our show notes. The Peggy Fleming Trophy took place in person for the first time in two years. This was on June 29th. There were 13 skaters competing, and the winner was Tomoki Hiwatashi. Audrey Shin and Sonia Hilmer finished in second and third, respectively. The Peggy Fleming Trophy is awarded for excellence in artistic skating and is presented by Peggy Fleming Jenkins and the Broadmoor Skating Club. In previous episodes, we have mentioned to you that the Aerial Challenge was also taking place. We did not know that the event had been canceled this year due to loss of sponsorship. So they are hoping to bring the competition back next year with a new sponsor. Maybe there's someone in our listening audience that would like to sponsor Mm -hmm. the Aerial Challenge. If so, please reach out to the folks at Broadmoor Skating Club and let them know that you're interested. Yeah. Um, And I'm hearing that there may be video on U.S. Figure Skating Fan Zone of the Peggy Fleming Trophy. Don't know when. Um, It was not live streamed. So there may be some video footage Um, in the coming days. So if you were interested in seeing that, stay tuned to U.S. Figure Skating. They may be posting some videos of that soon. So um, I know it was, this was the first time it was held in person in two years and it wasn't live streamed, but um, so yeah, so hold on. You know, if we hear anything about it, definitely we'll pass it along to you. But if you're looking to see some video footage, just stay tuned to U.S. Figure Skating. Yeah, I think we've gotten used to seeing video of everything Mm -hmm. because most competitions in that first year of the pandemic were virtual. And then last year, there were also some virtual competitions. So I feel like we're used to it. However, we're getting back into the swing Mm -hmm. of having in-person events Mm -hmm. again. Yeah. So it was funny. I was with um, a friend this weekend and she's a figure skating fan. And she asked me um, what my next skating trip was. And I told her it would be Lake Placid in a couple weeks. And she goes, oh, so I'm going to be able to watch that, right? And I was like, no, probably not. Probably not. So, you know, we've got all gotten used to all of the events being easy to, you know, access via a live stream on YouTube or, you know, you know, as we go further along, Peacock and all of those things. But I think we're just getting, trying to get people back and so we've maybe not, you know, focused so solely on the live streaming. So we'll definitely check into it. If live streaming is available, we will mention it. There is an event this coming week mm-hmm. that is being live streamed. <laughs> and we will talk about that when we talk about 
our event calendar for this week. Yeah. But moving on to our general skating news, um, the ISU posted an article this week updating people on the whereabouts of the Ukrainian skaters who competed at the World Championships. I know everyone was very drawn to all of those skaters. I mean, uh, me included, very much yes. wanting to know where they're, what they, what was going to happen after the World Championships and their, and their moving performances. This article gives a great update on all of them. Some are in new training locations. Some actually went back to Ukraine, which was very surprising to me. So we will put a link in the show notes. I highly recommend you read it. I haven't gone through. I kind of skimmed through it. I want to go back and really read and see how everyone is doing. But it was nice to have that update on how um, our Ukrainian skaters are doing. Yes, I did read the article Mm. and it was really well done. And I... Really appreciate the ISU reaching out to those athletes because I think the sport, the skating sports community, like you said, we were really drawn into those performances and our concern and care about Mm -hmm. where those skaters are now. So I appreciate them giving us this update. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So the U.S. Synchronized Championships will be held in Peoria, Illinois on March one through 4, 2023. USFS announced this in a press release on June 27th. The qualifying events will take place in Norwood, Massachusetts, and Rockford, Illinois in January. Synchro fans know that the 2023 World Synchro Championships will be held in April in Lake Placid. Lake Placid was supposed to hold Synchro Worlds in 2020, but they were, of course, Canceled due to the pandemic. Yes, I was disappointed because I was supposed to go to the World Synchros in Lake Placid um, in 2020, and I am looking forward to going in 2023. That will be my first synchro, like big synchro event, so I'm excited for that. It'll be great once you get back for us to talk about what it was like. Mm -hmm. I've been to Synchro Nationals before, and there's such camaraderie amongst the teams Mm -hmm within the team and with the teams. So it's a really cool environment. And I'm wondering if you experience something similar. Okay, well, stay tuned. (laughs) (laughs) Well, we have some Nathan Chun news. Nathan Chun has been nominated for an ESPY award. He's nominated in the category for Best Olympian Men's Sport. He's nominated with Declan Farmer, who's in sled hockey, Nick Mayhew, track and field, and Caleb Dressel in swimming. You can vote for Nathan. We'll put the link in our show notes. So if you want to go and vote for Nathan so he can get that SB award, we will put that in. And then you can also watch the ceremony live on ABC on Wednesday, July 20th at 8 p.m. And we'll remind you as we get closer to that. And of course, we'll put the link in our show notes about that as well. So Get your voting ready and go vote for Nathan. Forbes, The Hollywood Reporter, and Deadline News outlets have all reported that the Olympic Channel will be going dark on September 30th. NBC Universal, which owns the Olympic Channel, will be shutting down the network, but promises to, quote, announce exciting new plans for Olympic content in the fall. This is not the first network that NBC Universal has closed up. Previously shut down its NBCSN Sports Network at the end of 2021, the Olympic Channel suffered from a lack of availability on cable TV providers 
but it was popular because it streamed Olympic sports events outside of the Olympics. Mm. It will be missed. I have a lot of friends who love going back on the Olympic channel because they're always showing older Olympics. I will be honest. If there is nothing on at night, I will put on, it might be replaying Skate America, Skate Canada for like, and I might have seen it all live, but watching the replay of it. Um, So this is kind of, I'm sad because it was my go-to channel when there was nothing that I wanted to watch or I wasn't um, binge watching a show at the time. So yeah, I'm interested to see what they're going to do with these exciting new plans are for Olympic content in the fall. I think we're all waiting for that. And in our final news item, U.S. Figure Skating released its 2022-23 team envelopes. Skaters who have already announced their retirements are not listed. So you won't see Hubble and Donahue on the list. Um, There are a few others that you're not going to see. Um, Kane and Ledoux will not be on the list. Alyssa Liu. Alyssa Liu. Anyone who has already announced their retirement, they're not listed. Yes. Um, and that is being updated too. So if you saw it in the earlier in the week and you thought maybe somebody was missing or you thought maybe that team had broken up or is no longer skating, it is getting updated. As soon as pe- the skaters are contacting you as figure skating about plans and stuff, the list is getting updated. Because I did see some changes earlier um, or like this weekend that I didn't see when I first saw the list when it came out. So. Yeah, and in order for the updates to be made, the athletes do have to notify U.S. figure skating of their plans. USFS doesn't just take a name off because they've heard something from someone mm-hmm. on a grapevine. <laughs> These are communications that come from the athletes, so they know that it's a valid um, announcement, and then they make changes to the team envelopes. Mm-hmm. So moving on to our social media updates... Well, we got to start the social media updates with an engagement, and it's not from (laughs) ice dancing. It is not from ice dancing, but world silver medalist Ashley Wagner announced her engagement to her boyfriend, Alex Clark, on July 1st on social media. And again, as you've been hearing the past couple weeks, it's been the ice dancers that have been announcing engagements and now we don't have one, but it's just so exciting to see this, you know, to see all the love that our skaters are having right now. And it's just great. So congratulations to Ashley and her boyfriend, Alex. Yes. Love is definitely in the air. (laughs) And I remember last week I said, Oh, maybe we'll get some pairs or single (laughs) skaters. Well, we did. So yeah, you know, I feel like we have to, we should add maybe for the summer a new segment on just the engagements because that's what we're getting, <laughs> and it's so wonderful um, to have this news to celebrate. Yes, because that means I think next year. Well, maybe not necessarily next year, but we're gonna have all these weddings happening. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so that's even exciting. It's so. great. So Hannah Miller. Many of you remember Hannah. She was a longtime U.S. Championships competitor. She competed internationally for Team USA. She was a guest on Caton Hall's The Next Act podcast. The episode is titled World Class Figure Skating, Sports Psychology and Athlete Mental Health. So um, we do have a link to that. And hopefully 
you guys will check it out. Yes. I've heard it was very informative, so I need to listen to it. I know it's like 45 minutes long or something like yeah. that. It's like one of our longer podcast episodes, yes. <laughs> but I need to listen to it because I heard it was very formative. Um, someone who we know that listened to it uh, thought it, she learned a lot from it, so we uh, I have to tune into that. Kate Wang will be one of six athletes featured on Stefan Curry's new Level Up Snapchat series. This six-part series airs weekly through July 30th, and Kate Wang was seventh in her senior debut at the 2022 U.S. Championships. Lots of podcast news. Like that, you know, in the interview series. (laughs) I like that. I love that athletes are using the social media platforms and podcasting to share more about themselves, uh, to share more about themselves so that yeah. we can get to know them better. Yeah, and this is an interesting one because it's yeah. Stefan Curry, the basketball star. So this is, you know, not somebody in the figure skating realm. So I'm interested to see what kind of yeah. questions he's going to ask. So U.S. ice dancer Isabella Flores has been posting videos on Instagram. Her new partner, Ivan Desiatov. Ivan previously competed with Ekaterina Andreeva for Belarus and Flores competed for Team USA with Dmitry Sarevsky. Looking forward to seeing this new team. I'm looking forward, to, yeah. So, Russian ice dancer Diana Davis posted on Instagram that she and her partner, Gleb Smolkin, have left coach Igor Spielbond to work with Alexei Kalayakov and Elena Novak in Leesburg, Virginia. In addition, there's been a lot of rumors flying around um, that they will be competing for the U.S. this season since Diana is a U.S. citizen. Diana conveyed in that post that they are athletes of the Russian national team and are looking forward to starting the new season at the Russian Test Gates. Stay tuned to this ever-evolving story, Mm -hmm. but that is what the team has said so far. Yes, that is the confirmed news from the team. So, again, we, we're not going to mention anything else that has been going around on the rumor mill because that's not confirmed news. This is coming directly from yes. Diana. So, Elia Mullinen posted another quad <laughs> axle attempt, this time from Japan where he was a guest star along with Nathan Chen in Dreams on Ice July 1st through the 3rd. Um, yep, he's not, I'm, I'm ready to see this jump in a competition because he's not slowed down one bit and it's just looking better and better every time I see it. So, well, we've mentioned this website a couple of times, SkateGuard, which is basically a hub of historical figure skating information. They're kind of having a more quiet July. However, they will return to their regular posting schedule in August But Ryan has expanded the results page with 20 new blogs full of extensive results that you previously couldn't just Google. So if you are interested in figure skating history, please check out Ryan's site. We'll put a link in the show notes just so you can see what he's been up to with all of his additions. So these are old results you're talking mm-hmm. about, right? That he's got? Ones that oh, you can't so just you know. Google. Like, you can't say, like, 1922. And this, I don't know if that's what he's got on there. But, okay. like, 1922 U.S. champ. I mean, some things. He's got stuff that he's had to research to get in there. 
Oh, very cool. Yeah. Well, you know, we'll, we'll have to tell Anne about yes. this because you know how Anne likes she to look up all the results. statistics when it comes to looking up history. She's really yes. big into that. <laughs> and our final item of news is part of their centennial celebration. U.S. Figure Skating launched a podcast called Voices from the Ice. This came out, I believe it was back in September they started this series. Hmm. It's dedicated to sharing, you know, inspirational stories from the members of USFS. It's hosted by Jessica Lawrence, who is a skating mom and a skater herself. In their final episode, skaters Kaylee, Cameron, and Blair discuss ways they want to help change the conversation when it comes to diversity, equity, and inclusion. So moving on to our upcoming events for the week. Skate Milwaukee is taking place July 6th through the 10th in Milwaukee, Wisconsin. It will be live streamed for free next week. So if you want to tune in and watch the event, we will put a link in our show notes on where you can watch. But that event will be live streamed. So I know we were saying earlier some of, of these smaller events are not being live streamed anymore. Here's one that will be. So... And then the next event, someone's very excited for. Yes. So last year, Anne, Robin, and I went to the Dallas Cannon Classic. It was the first competition back for Anne and I in like 18 months. And we really enjoyed what the organizers put together there. They were very kind to media and really were very inviting and friendly to us. And so... We have made it kind of a an annual thing because uh, we're going back to the Dallas Classic. They've renamed it. <laughs> Originally, way back, it was known as the Canon Texas Open, I think. And now it's the Dallas Classic. Um, it's kicking off the National Qualifying Series events for dance. There's going to be solo dance as well. Um, Competition takes place from the 8th through the 10th in Allen, Texas, which is, I think, about 20 minutes north of Dallas. I'm really looking forward to going back there again. I'm looking forward to seeing Anne and Robin. I haven't seen them since Nationals. I think it was Nationals. Yeah, Nationals. So I'm really Mm -hmm. looking forward to seeing them and just kind of kicking off the season with this first event of the National Qualifying Series. So, yeah, stay tuned because next week I'm going to be asking Daphne all the questions about the Dallas Classic and she can recap it for us on the podcast. (laughs) But because of Daphne being gone to um, the Dallas Classic, we're going to come out a little later next week. We will be out. um, We're going to record on Monday when she gets back. So it will probably be up on Tuesday. So if you've been listening to the podcast on Monday, you're going to need to wait a date because we will be recording on Monday with putting up the podcast on Tuesday. Yes. If it's possible for me to get it up the night on Monday night, I will. Um, we'll see, because I'm going to be coming in hot that day, coming back <laughs> from Dallas on Sunday night and back at work on Monday. So it will be, it's going to be a busy day. And then we'll record after the workday ends. So it's going to yeah. be a lot of fun, I think, to get back to this competition. I'm looking so forward to seeing all of the um, performances and also some of, you know, a lot of the kids that I got to know early on in IDC, they're coaches now. So it's always cool to get to catch up with them. Um, what you guys may find is if Gina and I go to an event, 
and we have more information or details and are able to talk about it, we will share that on the episode that comes after. We're Mm -hmm. not going to be necessarily a recap podcast as far as talking about every single jump and thing that people did. Please follow our good friend Jackie Wong for that because he is on it. (laughs) Uh, But we'll talk about some of the other things about the event. And I will mention maybe some of the results, but you can look forward to that next week. Yes. And then when we also are at events together, we're going to try to do a podcast together. Yes. Both of us being in the same room. And of course, um, when I go to Lake Placid, my hope is to do some actual interviews with some of the skaters there. Yes. Daphne, it's hard for Daphne to do interviews and photography. So she's going to be focusing on photography while she's at the Dallas Classic. But when we're at Lake Placid, the goal is for me to do some podcast um, interviews so that we can bring them to you. So um, so stay tuned for that later on in, um, well, it'll be August because Lake Placid is at the end of July. It but, is. Yeah, so. I'm so excited. <laughs> but we're hoping, we're keeping our finger, we're going to, this is all going to, we're going to do an episode together in Lake Placid. Yes. Of course, of all places, our first episode together in person is going to be in Lake Placid. And this is, <laughs> like it has to be. And it's been three years since we've been there. Because they couldn't mm-hmm. return, even though they did hold the Ice Dance International last year, it was shifted to Norwood because of updates that were being done to the mm-hmm. um, Olympic Ice Center and Arena. This is our first time back there in three years. And so I had gone every year from 2003 to 2019. So this is going to be exciting to get back to this place. I have a lot of memories and I love that we're all going to be together. Melanie's coming. Robin's coming. Your mom is coming. <laughs> she is. And yeah, yeah, she is. We're getting everyone there. So I'm just excited to have us all together. Yes. And I can't wait to see the venue, see all the changes, be together, and of course, uh, watch some ice dance um so again that look forward to that episode after we come back in in august because that'll be the end of lake Placid's at the end of july yes but there are some other summer competitions coming up after um dallas classic in, in skate milwaukee the week after so we'll just mention them here but skate wilmington takes place july 12th through the 17th in wilmington delaware it includes singles, ice dance, solo dance, adults, Excel, Compete USA, and solo dance series. And then the Cactus Classic takes place in Scottsdale, Arizona, July 14th to the 17th. It is a national qualifying series event for singles and pairs. So I think that's the first one for singles and pairs for the season. Um, for dance, it's Dallas Classic next week. Um, but it also includes this competition also includes solo dance, showcase, adult, excel, compete USA, and adaptive skating. So so there's a lot again. This week again we as we said the holiday weekend, we didn't think there was a lot of news that was going on, but in these competitions are coming. They're just like one right after another. There's something every week. So it's gonna get busier as we keep moving through into the summer so definitely and by the fall we're gonna be in full full swing (laughs) competition we will (laughs) so that's pretty much all we have for this week gina can you let folks know where they can find us absolutely 
you can find us at our website. It's thisweekinskating.com. And remember, we have all of the events on our calendar, which is on our website. So you can go back and look and see, wait, when was that event taking place? And where is it taking place? You can find it all there. So if you didn't catch it as we said it, go back to our website and check out the calendar. And then we're on all our social, on all the socials, including Facebook and Instagram, which is This Week in Skating, and Twitter, which is This WK in Skating. And we'd love to hear your feedback or your questions. If you've got an event you'd like us to promote, if you're going to an event that we're talking about, so if you're, anybody's going to be at Skate Milwaukee, because I know we got D- D- Daphne's at the Dallas Classic, but maybe somebody's going to Skate Milwaukee, let us know. Reach out to us on social media or send us an email at thisweekinskating at gmail.com. We'd love to hear from you. Um, if, you know, if you're excited for the season anything. Just, you know, reach out. We'd love to hear what you're thinking as we are officially in the new season. I know. It's so exciting. As we talked about at the beginning of the podcast, it's great to be in this season and things seem to be going pretty well. Of course, it's only the third day of July, but I feel like we're, you know, we're in a good place. So I'm hoping that things will, you know, this is the start to a really fun season for everyone. You know, skaters, coaches, officials, journalists, photographers, everyone. Yeah, we're officially in the new quad. Yes. To stay. We're starting another four years until the next Olympics. Yeah, and this is the beginning. Mm Mm-hmm. Well, and with that, we've reached the end of our episode. Thanks so much for listening. We really appreciate your support. I'm Daphne. And I'm Gina. And you've been listening to This Week in Skating. Have a great week! <laughs>